0: The real aha moment stems back to like when I was sort of saying, you know, reading, looking at the rich list and really going, well, you know, where is money being generated? What are most successful people doing, you know, and how are they generating this?
1: This is Property Investry, where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shump. And in this episode, we're chatting with young property investor and digital nomad Reese Drake who purchased his first investment property at the age of 18 and has since accumulated five properties in his portfolio. Learn how he switched partying for investing and how you can emulate his strategy for generating wealth and success. Also, before we delve into this episode, go over to propertyinvestory.com and subscribe to receive your free property investor case studies where you'll learn how to generate passive income from your properties. Go there now to sign up for free.
0: Name's Drake. I Strake, um, I'm currently fully immersed into network marketing while still building my property portfolio on the site. Um, I'm twenty seven years old living on the Gold Coast, actually homeless at the moment since the from the constant travels, bit of a digital nomad these days, but absolutely, absolutely loving everything that property can do as a you know, as a wealth
1: creation vehicle. So what does Drake do in any given day?
0: Well today for example, I just as I've gotten on the phone to you, I just got off another Zoom meeting. Um, and we've got this probably meetings. Meetings, 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 a lot of meetings. Um, tomorrow, flying to Perth um, for more meetings over there, about three, four days worth of meetings and then three days to relax around Rottnest Island and Fremantle and stuff. And that's probably really my, my day, consistent training, researching and yeah, inspiring, inspiring the team, coaching the team and meeting new people.
1: Throughout his education in Queensland, Drake aspired to become a builder.
0: I was born in Belenden, actually, so in New South Wales near Coxs Harbour, and came up to the Gold Coast uh, when I was about seven years old. And I I lived on the Gold Coast from the Silver Bay Ice Primary up um, Upper Kurnell State College High School, um, which has a bit of a bad name these days, but it was a great school when we went there. And high school was really easy and quite fun for me, to be honest. Um, I had a good had a good bunch of mates. Sport was always at the top, but I was um. I was lucky enough to be quite intellectual as well. I, I think I took out four of my six, four of my six subjects in, in grade 11 and something similar in grade 12. So I was given a scholarship, um, to go study whatever I really wanted to study. And at that time I was, you know, I property was my thing. You know, I didn't want to go become a doctor. I didn't want to go, you know, be a physio or a lawyer or any of that. I just wanted to become a builder because I, you know, I used to read a lot of the, Rich list mags, and it was either mining, property, or technology. It was always the sort of wealth creation vehicle that um, a lot of these guys use. Now, I knew for me, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't into mining. I wasn't really into technology, but property. I could, I could see property was, you know, it was, it was there. It was feasible. You could touch it. It was, it was simple. Um, And I really just sort of threw myself. In the whole property game, so that led me to get my builder's license. will get my, you know, certificates, get my builder's license, and I walked into becoming a carpenter. So I was a carpenter for a couple of years, um, while sort of training to become a builder. And throughout those sort of few years, up until you know age of eighteen, I bought my first property, second at 19, third at twenty-one, and I've just been building a property portfolio since.
1: The influence to become a property investor derived from resources like Australian Property Investor magazine.
0: My mum was a single mom growing up, you know, definitely wasn't investing in property. My dad, you know, he bought, he, he bought his first property probably like two, three years before I bought mine. Um, so he, he wasn't like, he wasn't pushing me um, to really get involved. He did get involved a little bit and then sort of, you know, he helped me sort of come along on the journey with him and learn a bit more because I was, you know, at the age of 15. So now at the age of 16, I probably had a stack of 20 to 30 property investor mags. You know, I think I was featured in. I was teaching one actually. I think which one it was a couple of years ago. API. That's That's right. Australian
1: Property Investor Magazine.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was it. Um, So, I was just always immersed in it. I just always loved reading. You know, reading and learning. Like you know, I joined the news agency, and I wouldn't get you know a car magazine or this magazine. It'd be a property or an entrepreneur magazine. Um, I was just very fascinated by by money. I loved money. I wanted to make a lot of money. so I just I yeah, that was just my hobby was to learn how to make money, I suppose.
1: With five properties in his current portfolio, Drake purchased his first property at the age of 18.
0: I suppose how I purchased it, you know, I was always I was always, you know, shit from the age of 13, 14, working with my dad, saving up money, you know, spending very frugal with my money. You know, I remember I would, you know, I never really went without, but like if I didn't if I could either eat at home you know, rather than going eating out, and I'd do that, you know, save the 30 bucks. So I was always very frugal, got enough to deposit. You know, I was investing in shares as well um, with my father when I was about 15, 16, 17. So just with the combined savings, um, you know, a bit of a gift from my, well, my dad gave me like seven grand or something like that. Um, and, the, you know, the rest of the 40 grand was money i sort of worked up and saved. It was enough for me to, you know, pay my fifteen thousand dollars deposit, so my 15% deposit, um, to buy my first property in Surface paradise. Um, and yeah, that's how I got into my got into my first one. and the first one was exciting, which led to the second, which led to the third. Um, not you know, not all the best decisions um, looking back now, you know including one in a mining town, which wasn't you know which wasn't very good, but after that, I sort of went out and got myself a coach um, in the in the space of property which sort of led me on to you know, a few more good decisions which I suppose recoup the losses that I probably you know, incurred from the first couple.
1: The second property brought on less successful investing moments where he purchased out of convenience.
0: The second property I bought was in a, just a little rural town in New South Wales. Um, there was just no like, no economic drivers in there, you know, there was no infrastructure um, you know, there's no, no and no nothing. There's nothing really driving its growth. Um, the only reason we sort of got it was it was on the way to one of our farms. It was just, it was just convenient, right? And I think a lot of people, when they get started in their property investing, um, you know, career, they, they get properties that are just convenient for them or they may be in their backyard because they feel they may need to, you know, be able to walk to the property to check it out. Whereas that's rarely the best investment for you. You know, you want to ride the market cycles. You want to ride the growth. You want to look at the infrastructure coming in. You know, what are they doing in the area? What's driving the price growth? What's bringing the tenants in? Whereas for me, it was none of that. I was uneducated. It was really just the fact that it was easy. Um, so that was the second. And the third, you know, I just really just got thrown into that, you know, the money, the, you know, people just trying to get as much money as they can out of the money pot and just selling anything they can. And that happened to be in a mining town in Mackay as the boom was sort of going on. Um, and yeah, I suppose I was just uneducated and was just excited. And obviously the finance could go through. And I suppose when you're making the decision, right, you don't really know it's the lowest or the low. You're excited because you're buying another property, especially when you're buying a third at 21. It's was, it was very exciting. But looking back, you know, now as a 27-year-old and looking back at the value of that property and my... Payments on that property and the rental, you know, that I'm getting from it, um, you know, it's not, it's not the best. So there was, there was never really like, I do a lot of mindset coaching as well. So, you know, I'm conscious of the thoughts that go through my head because, you know, the thoughts are going to deter my feelings. So I don't really dwell on it so much. Um, I'm also, I'm grateful for the experience that it did, you know, forced me to go out and get a mentor because it wasn't working. What I was doing wasn't working, um, which led me to go get a mentor, which led me to, you know better. Decisions, um, which allows me to be where I am now.
1: Drake's aha moment came from the knowledge that property investing was the method to use in order to create wealth as a young investor.
0: So I think the most of the uh, most of the aha moments are going to come from you know you you finding success in deals, you having a good deal that goes through, and you may make that you know hundred grand um, you know in those twelve months or whatever it is, and that's always you know a great aha moment, but I think the real aha moment stems back to like when I was sort of saying, you know, reading, looking at the rich list and really going, well, you know, where is money being generated? What are most successful people doing? You know, and how are they generating this? And like I said, it was through mining property or technology. And I just picked one of the three that I thought that was going to be best suited to me. Like property, I could, I could just see it for what it was. Like, you know, you get in there for, you know, a 20% deposit. You buy something at 400, it goes up by, you know, 7% a year or whatever it may be. And cool, you know, over 10 years, the property, you know, 10, 15 years, the property may double. And, you know, as you go through that, you're not paying all the rent, you know, not paying the repayments because the tenants are paying the mortgage. I just, I just saw what, for what it was and what property could do. Um, and it was really, it was like, well, what else am I going to do? I don't want to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm going to put my money into something. If I want to put my money in something, I want it to make me money and I just saw that property was the best way. You know, seven percent growth on, you know, on a leverage of four hundred thousand. I think the best thing is if you just look at it, seven percent growth, but you're you're getting seven percent growth on something that's worth four hundred rather than possibly just getting, you know, three percent from your bank at forty thousand. I speak to a lot of people these days, they're like, Oh, you know, I've got my money in the bank. I'm like, Well, cool. That fifty grand, not only, yeah, you're making like you got fifty grand in the bank, cool, you're making three percent interest, you're also getting taxed on that. I'm like, why don't we use that fifty thousand dollars to go buy a you know, four hundred or you know, four hundred, three hundred, whatever, or even in these cases when you got good LVRs, you go buy a five hundred thousand dollar property that even goes up five percent per year, you bought a five hundred thousand dollar property that's now going up twenty-five thousand dollars a year, you know, both cost you fifty thousand dollars, but one fifty thousand dollars is only making you three percent, which you're getting taxed on, but the other fifty thousand dollars is actually making you seven percent on five hundred thousand or five percent on five hundred thousand, you're making twenty five. So it's like what would you prefer to do?
1: Coming up after the break, we'll delve into the mentors and the resources Drake used to condition his mindset for property investing.
0: And these books are gonna you know they're gonna talk about they're gonna they're gonna talk about property and investing and you know, structuring and you know contracts and negotiation and all that kind of stuff.
1: His strategy for attaining wealth.
0: Yeah, I still love property, um, but I still believe there's, you know, there's there's other you know income streams out there. There's other opportunities out there. You know, you you don't want to put your eggs in all, you know in one basket.
1: And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum, and you're listening to Property Story. Podcast listeners, if you are finding this podcast super informative, then guess what? I'm giving you an exclusive free case study from property investors like this one just for listening. These case studies are from experienced property investors where they share specific strategies and numbers of their portfolio. Simply text me your email address to 0499881040 to get your free case studies. Now back to the show. So, was there anything holding Drake back from investing into property initially?
0: Looking back to when I bought my first property, my mindset was just like, why would I want to pay someone else's repayments? You know, if I'm going to live like, you know, for me living on the Gold Coast, I wanted to live in Surface paradise, I was 18, I want to have fun. You know, I wanted to have that halfway house where everyone could come and they could party with a pre-drink and, you know, do the things 18-year-olds do. Yeah. I'm like, if I'm going to be there, why, and if I've got the money to go purchase one, it's like, why would I want to, you know, why would I want to pay someone else's mortgage when I can just,
1: you know, have your own, pay my own
0: mortgage, yeah. right? So that that was my sort of psychology around, around the first one. And... Uh, yeah, like I, I looking back, like sure, you know, buying Surface Paradise ten years ago or you know, I'm twenty seven to nine years ago, eight years ago, you know, whatever it was. Yeah, ten years ago, you know, yeah, whatever. Um, you I was you know, I suppose I was more excited, like if I was to look at like imagine if I bought, you know, my first, second and third property in Sydney or Melbourne, right? It'd look completely different these days. You know, my, my property portfolio would probably be twice as large um, in the growth. So, you know, you know, would I go buy in Sydney Melbourne right now? Probably not. Right. Cause they have had their growth, but, um, I don't know. I think, I think the psychology around it was one, you know, the psychology comes from how am I going to make money? And we already spoke about that. I'm going to make money through property. Um, how am I going to, you know, like, do I, but is surface paradise the best investment choice as a, you know, as an 18 year old, um right now in these current market conditions, knowing, you know, looking at Sydney's, you know, you know, growth rate or Melbourne's growth rate, like did I look at all that? No. Did I know about all that? No. Did I have a coach? No. I was just excited to go live in service paradise and have my first house.
1: Seeking mentors to condition his mindset wasn't difficult as he connected with the successful people in his own network.
0: I'm just a really good networker in general. So, you know, and you can it's so easy. Like if you're If you've got the audacity to get out there and go put yourself in front of the people that are successful, most successful people are going to be open to teaching, you know, some motivated young person on what to do and how to do it, right? Like, you, the the more you get to surround yourself with successful people, successful people don't pull other people down, and successful people are usually quite generous with their time and open to help another person get to where they want to be, right? So, um you know, like anyone can go out, like, you know, I just knew people, I knew of other people, I knew people that were doing well um in my networks. And yeah, just sort of reaching out to them and being like, well, guys, you know, what are you doing? This is what I'm doing. You know, what do you think I should be doing differently? And, you know, would you be open to, you know, allowing me to sort of pick your brain or give me some sort of hot, you know, hot spots or some websites or some books to read, right? So it's like, you know, you can, you can go out there and just, you know, network with people and make it happen.
1: Other resources which Drake used to hone his mindset included books by Eckhart Tolle and also Tony Robbins.
0: Like yeah, learn those books. Um, but now for me, um, you know, I'm, I'm a bit more into, you know, into just developing myself and developing my coaching abilities. So like, I've got the power of now, but Eckhart Tolle, Laws of Leadership by John C. Maxwell, made the big leap. Tony Robbins. Um, you know, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, GoPro, um, which is a network marketing book. Another great one that I think everyone should read, um, you know, looking to build wealth is Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Poor Dad. Um, you know, that's the sort of, you know, fundamental one.
1: From all these resources, he has gleaned a handful of powerful advice to share with us.
0: Get yourself out there and network with people. You know, look at someone like don't ever this is a great one. Don't ever, don't ever take advice from someone you wouldn't swap places with, because um, I know in the world we live in, especially in Australia, you know, tall poppy syndrome runs rampant, right? Someone's having success, someone's always going to try to pull them down, but and that's just, you know, that's just the sort of world world we live in. Um, so, you know, one, don't take advice from anyone you wouldn't swap places with. You know, sort out information. Like, if you want to, if you, if you want what, if you want to do, you know, some, you If you want something, you need to. If you want to become someone, you need to change a few things. You know what I mean? Like if you want to get out there and you want to become someone of posture and of structure and of you know like success, then you need to just change up a few things. You can't, you know, if you're not there now, you need to look at your own situation, look at it from like a, you know, external view, and go, well, what am I doing right now? What am I spending my time and energy focusing on? And if I'm not where I want to be, what do I need to change in my mindset or who do I change my you know, friends network or my social or the, or the, you know, do I need to turn off the TV and put on an audio book of one of those books? This weird dude Reese mentioned on a podcast and just allow myself to, you know, maybe think a little bit differently because, you know, if all these and Google it, like Google, you know, top books to read from entrepreneurs and you'll find like if there's a running, if there's a running sequence or, or a running like, Everyone's doing this. Like if you go to you know Richard Branson, what's his thing? It's like learning, reading this. Tony Robbins, learning, reading. Like all these people are constantly immersing themselves in personal development and getting coached. Um, there's a there's you know success leaves clues. Success leaves leaves clues.
1: A personal habit which has contributed to his success is living his life in accordance with his values.
0: I'm huge on habits. Um, you know, values, habits, like, I would encourage everyone to do a values test. Like, Google it, right? Long long story short, there'll be like, you know, 100 descriptive words on a piece of paper. It might be like, you know, money, success, freedom, um, you know, fine dining or whatever, you know, then you might have other things like contribution, love, relationship, um, family, right? And what you're sort of doing there is that you're circling all these things that, stand out to you, and what you'll find is you'll, you'll end up with, like, you know, sort of three or four, maybe five main things, right? So my values for me, um, you know, is coaching, right? Is coaching, is learning, is freedom, um, and, yeah, coaching, learning, freedom, success, and fitness, right? Fitness, beauty, same sort of thing, success, freedom, coaching, and learning. Right. So they're my values. So I know for me to be happy throughout the day and for me to have a filled up cup and for me to be able to go out there and inspire and coach and, you know, lead from example with, with people that I coach and in the happiness that I have in myself and what I'm doing, I need to be congruent in my values and living in my values. So if I'm waking up in the morning and I'm not, and I'm not, you know, I'm watching TV and I'm, I don't know, not doing something, if I'm not learning if I'm not exercising, I'm not training, I'm not stretching, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be happy and I'm not going to be able to go out through my day the way I want to.
1: In terms of his strategy for property investing, Drake believes in not placing all his eggs in one basket.
0: I still love property um, but I still believe there's you know, there's, there's other you know, income streams out there, there's other opportunities out there. You, know, you, you don't want to put your eggs in, all, you know, in one basket. It's the same as you don't want to, you know, you don't want to buy all your properties um, you know, in the same area you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket. I believe it's sort of similar in the sense that I don't want to have all my money, all my, you know, capital, all my wealth tied up in, you know, only property. So, you know, I'm still coaching people on on property and how they can, you know, go out there and create wealth in property because it is a very stable um, foundation. But right, right now, right now for me, you know, I am, yeah, I'm looking, I'm, yeah, I'm saying that I am looking at buying a property off the plane somewhere um in the coming, in the coming months. But, I'm also just diversifying, you know, still looking at shares, still looking at online currencies, still doing my network marketing stuff, still building that. Yeah, I believe everyone should you should, you know, you should have a diverse range of, of income producing assets, um, and wealth creation assets.
1: So if he met himself from ten years ago, what would he say?
0: I probably would have said going out and get a coach. You know, get a get a coach from an earlier age. Um, you know, like around yeah but then again like man i had a great 18 19 like i am party, i traveled i had so much fun um but i was still always very you know conscious of where i was spending my money and what i was doing and how i was going to become successful but i just think it, it, it's crucial for everyone to have some guidance right and usually this is the scary thing is usually our guidance is going to come from our family and our parents right and it's and it's and if, you're, if your parents aren't necessarily where you want to be, like if you look at them and, you know, they've got one house, they've got two houses or whatever, and they're, you know, 40, 50 years old, if if that's not someone you strive to, if, if their situation isn't something you'd love in your own life, then there's probably a good chance that, you know, you need to go out there and outsource a different type of mentor. Um, so... Yeah, I don't know. I just I just believe, you know, having a coach, having support, immersing yourself in learnings, becoming the best version of yourself, that's what's most important.
1: Now he's excited about continuing his journey and working his way further into the property game through larger scale deals or developments.
0: I'm excited to get into some like bigger deals. Um, you know, I've sort of walked into some money recently with some other stuff that I'm doing. So I'm I'm looking like I'm looking to cool, you know, take that money and go, you know, go reinvest in some bigger deals, do some developments, you know, bring some strategic partners on board, get some money partners, um, you know, same thing, do what I do best, get out there and network and go find the deals. So, like, as much as I've got all this other stuff going on, I'm still really excited for property and just that I get to step into that next sort of stratosphere of investing, um, you know, and just, and just you know, rather than just writing the, you know, 7% growth or whatever, it's like, cool, let's go out there and let's, you know, let's make a 20% profit or something like that and get in and get out. So, yeah, just, yeah, just, I suppose, levels, right? Everything in this life is levels. Every, there's levels to every game we play. This is just another level, you know, but you can't get to the top of the staircase unless you take the first step, right? So you need to, you know, you, you really need to just get in and go for it and do it and just immerse yourself in it. But as uh, you take that first step and you take that second step, eventually you're going to be able to get to the, you know, to halfway up the staircase and still, you know, still keep looking.
1: If you want to connect with Drake and find out more from him about his property strategy to create wealth, you can do so via Facebook.
0: I run a Facebook group called Property Young Gun. Um, so you know, that's a community of sort of young people in there. I think there's about old so members in there. You know, there's a few coaches in there giving tips. There's a few girls doing some regional stuff, doing renos, doing apartments. You know, I'm doing my stuff a few coaches. Um, so you can jump in there or just check me up on Facebook. Um, Reese Drake, I think it's, it'll come up with Reece Drake, R-H-Y-S. I'm um, Drake, D-R-A-K-E, uh, co-founder of Living Life and Our Times and yeah, flick us and out. I'm, I'm always pumped to chat with young motivated people and if you listen to this podcast, there's a good chance you know, you're know you not thinking the same as 95% of the population are thinking and um, yeah, they're the, they're the 5% of people that I love to network with.
1: Thank you to Rhys Drake, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. Also, if you haven't subscribed to receive your free property case studies that I only send exclusively via email, you can text me your email address to 0499881040 to subscribe. These real case studies are from experienced property investors where they share specific numbers of their portfolio, the strategies and much more. Simply text me your email address to 0499881040 to get your free case studies. Thanks for listening.